This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, welcome to Leicester Fan TV. My name is Phil and it's going to be one of the biggest weeks for Leicester City this week. Get your views in, get your comments in as ever we want. This is your fan zone show, we want your fans, your views. I'm going to be joined very shortly by the one and only Mr Jeff Peters. So get your views in, let us know what you want to talk about. Good evening, first of all, let's get some shout outs. Sportser Josh is watching. Josh, what did you reckon to yesterday's game? What do you think about this week? We've got, obviously, West Ham against Man United. Nothing to do with us, but it's everything to do with us. Mirko is watching in Holland. Hi, Mirko. How are you? How are you bearing up to all this tension, Mirko? I'm loving it, even though it's all a bit tense. Matty Bond, how are you? Good evening to you. What questions would you like to ask? Uh, Alexander Redford saying, hi, we might be able to do it. Need to play a full-strength squad. Injuries, Alexander, is one of the things that is all over the place for Leicester City. Uh, Ryan says it's over and has been for a long time. We've played well first half, but Bennett is dreadful. Good, goodness me, that's a bit of a, a negative comment. Ross saying it ain't it over till the fat lady sings. Listen, less of me waffling on. Keep getting your comments in. Keep getting your views in. I'm going to ask as many as possible. But welcome to the show, Mr. Jeff Peters. Jeff, how are you? Very well. I'm just updating my social so people can uh, uh, can watch and listen if they want to. So I'm sure they do, Jeff. I'm sure they do. Listen, Jeff. Thanks a lot for joining us. We did. It seems like an age ago, but we had you on towards the start of lockdown, um, and we had some good banter about reminisced about old times. But today, if it's all right with you, we are going to concentrate on the here and now with Leicester City. Um, what, what yesterday, Jeff? I saw that you tweeted out some stats from the Spurs game, which made for good reading as a set of stats for Leicester City. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was the, the uh, you know, I preface the start I, I, of lockdown. Oh, hold on, um, and we had some. That's all right, Jeff. Yeah, that that was that that was you coming out of my out of your Facebook. So I just had to pause it. Sorry, that's all right. Um, I, you know, I I'm not very good at multitasking. Um, <laughs> yeah, listen, you know, the most important thing, the most important stat is the goals and they scored three we scored none we lost the game that's the most important stat we, we dominated possession 
Um, we had more shots. We had more uh, corners. You know, significant number of shots. I don't think in many ways we played that dread. Um, but obviously, it, 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 there were moments in the game defensively in the first half which caused us problems. Spurs had seven touches in our box in the game. Only seven, which is which shows that we did a a pretty good job defensively in some yeah. way. Um, but Harry Kane showed just how sort of brilliant he is and how clinical he is when he gets those chances, those those half chances. First goal, goal obviously was um, uh, you know a bit unlucky with the with the deflection, but perhaps we we, we could have dealt with it better anyway. So it wasn't. I didn't feel as bad or nowhere near as bad as they did the previous week against Bournemouth because that was just an absolute shambles that was that was that capitulation second half was a was a was a disgrace and you know I'm 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 usually fairly measured when it comes to defeats because I've been watching them for you know almost 40 years now and I'm I'm kind of used to a lot of disappointments um but that really flicked a switch with me at Bournemouth that was just that second half was 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 filled was absolute filled. And then I thought we played very well against Sheffield United. I thought it was a poor Blades performance, but I thought we we were extremely good in that game. Um, and and then so I, I thought, well, that hopefully will give us a lift going to Spurs. And then just that that first half that that period, it, we didn't take our chances. They took their their chances, and that kind of sums up how it's been since the turn of the year. We had, uh, I'm looking at the stats you put up, we had 24 shots in yesterday's game. They had seven shots. They only had three shots on target. But like, who was it? Brian Clough used to say the only stat that matters is the scoreline, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that that, that was, the, you know, the key thing. That's the first thing I said when I did, you know, when I did tweet it out yesterday, that that, that is by far the most important thing, um, the, the, the score at the end of the day. And, uh, and obviously, it didn't go Leicester's way, but 24 shots, only six of those on target. They had seven shots, and they converted three of them. Um, you know, so, so yeah, they had three shots on target, and they converted all of them. We, we, we had six shots on target out of 24. Now, I think Hugo Lloris made some very good saves. Yes, and there was particularly one from from Perez in the in the first half. You know, I. I thought Perez did okay yesterday. I mean, I, I think he actually looks better when he plays in a more central role, more of the sort of in, in the pockets that Madison is in. Um, it was it just, it, it was a bit frustrating yesterday. I mean, it was utter, utter garbage last week at Bournemouth. <laughs> yes. It was just kind of frustrating more than anything else. I mean, listen, it doesn't help when you've got so many players out injured and suspended. You know, you've got three of your, three of your last four and, uh, sort of, you know, three of your first choice back four missing. So it was, it, it was, it was, it was frustrating yesterday that we didn't, we didn't test them more. Um, and, and defensively, we just, we just, we just weren't quite at the races, but maybe understandably so with players missing. Uh, Zabba said here, and a few people have said it, and I thought this, and yet the, the, I was watching it. It was on Sky, wasn't it? And they didn't. The first goal, Jeff, I felt like when the ball was first played through, there was a, a, 
a potential that the ball was offside. It depends where VAR stops the ball, the freeze frame, whether they were offside. And then Harry Kane was sort of, in my opinion, in front of Casper when it takes a deflection. I agree but with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my, my reaction, it's, it's offside. Then you saw yeah. it. Is he in his own? If he's in his own half, then he's not offside anyway. No, but it depends where you pause it. With that that yeah. split second where the ball is, you can you can fudge it either way on that one for me. But yeah, but I think you know I, I, there was the game at Wolves, wasn't there, where they had a goal disallowed because somebody's heel was offside on the far side of the pitch in the in, in the game at Molyneux. Again, you can you can change frames. There was the the game against Tottenham earlier in the season at home where Tottenham scored and it was a. It was a hair's breadth whether it was offside, and again, it depends whether you know where the frame is taken from. And I think the best way that I can I can sum up this. Obviously, it's been a season of two halves, but I think yeah, I think that the kind of the best way to sum it up is that it, in that period where we were playing some scintillating football, the the the, the borderline decisions, the fine margin decisions. More more often than not, went our way. Um, you know, there was the late goal against Everton that, that Ian Acho scored. And on another day, the linesman raises his flag, the referee blows his whistle, and there isn't a goal. But what happened was the linesman had the flag up, the referee didn't blow the whistle, Ian Acho went through and scored, and it went to VAR. So like, everything was going Leicester's way. And I think since the turn of the year, those fine margin decisions haven't gone Leicester's way uh, in the way that they were going before Christmas. Now, that's n- that's not absolving the players from criticism. That's not absolving the manager from criticism because they, the players and the manager both deserve uh, their fair share of criticism for what has happened in the, you know, since, um, since the new year started. Uh, but um, I think, I think it's a, I think it's, I think it's a number of things that have just seen us, go from where we were to where we are now. And let's not forget, you know, worst case scenario, we're going to finish fifth in the Premier League. <laughs> yes. Which, which isn't as isn't as good as, as what we hope for. But if you said at the start of the season, would you take fifth place and play some amazing football and get to a cup quarterfinal, cup semifinal? You, you put those things together, you say, well, we've, we've, we've probably overachieved this year. Um, but where we, from where we were, it, you're absolutely right to feel very disappointed. Of course, we're talking as if Leicester have finished fifth. You know that's yeah, it's we, not we, there we, yet. Yeah, uh, you know it's still Leicester can still finish third if Chelsea lose the last two games, and Manchester United lose to West Ham, then uh, I think then a draw would be enough on the final day of the season to finish finish third. But I think in in all in all likelihood, Leicester probably will finish. In, in fifth place, which will feel disappointing, but I've kind of got used to it now. The kind because it's it's been on this slide, I kind of feel that well, it's going to be Europa League. Maybe Europa League is our level. Who knows? I I we I actually think I mean there's so many pluses and minuses to how you want to look at it. This glass is it's not half full; it's three quarters full, isn't it? It just feels like somebody's nicked the top of your pint a bit mm. this season. Um, Europa League, I, I think we could go on and, and maybe even win it and. Who knows? Maybe get in the Champions League that way. Jeff, what I want to ask you is, from your professional point of view, did did Leicester slightly blow it in the January transfer window? A lot of fans not convinced by Ryan Bennett. And to say that when we were third in the league, a massive opportunity for the club, January transfer window, which I know everybody says isn't easy, but to bring in on loan somebody who's not making 
a Wolves side and you look at, was that a mischance? Because we are short of players now. There's no question about it in depth. Well, Ryan Bennett was, I, I didn't, you know, he obviously had a poor game yesterday. He's not pulled up any trees since he's been here, but he's not played, he's not played for us a, a great deal. Um, and I think that it looked a fairly, it looked a fairly risk-free loan signing in terms of, you, you know, you've got your first two in, in Soyuncu and Evans. Morgan can fill a gap. And then Bennett was probably going to be your fourth choice defender. So you probably weren't going to need him a, a, a great deal. Uh, I, I just wonder what fans were expecting in the in the January transfer winter. Were we expecting a first choice centre back who knew who would be coming, knowing that he's not going to be he's not going to be playing because Evans and Soyuncu have been so fantastic. So it's difficult to get a first choice centre half coming in that you're paying maybe thirty million pounds for, who knows that he's going to be third choice. So that is a bit of a difficult one. Um again, and that might be an issue in the in the summer as well. And then you look at other positions on the pitch. And why didn't we why didn't we go out and buy a striker? Well what kind of striker should we have gone for? Ianacho has has, has improved under yeah. Brendan Rogers and I think the manager deserves a pat on the back for that. Uh, if you're going to bring in a striker then you're basically saying, well, we only really play with one up front, so you're going to be playing second fiddle. So if you're spending £40 million on a striker, yet you're saying to them, you'll probably only play if Vardy is injured or suspended. Again, that's a very difficult situation. Maybe Rodgers has got to look at it and go, look, we, we've got to start playing with, with two up front. It's got to be Vardy and one other. Uh, I, I'm not for a minute going you know, to suggest that Jamie Vardy is, is out of the team. He's, he's all around playing against Sheffield United last week. It was brilliant. He's got 23 yeah. goals this season. He's only one short of what he scored in the, in the title winning season. You know, he's still fantastic at, at, at the age that he is. And I think he, he, he's still got another uh, couple of years at the top level. Well, he's still, he's still going to be playing and scoring for Leicester when he's 50. I think we all know that because he's just, <laughs> you know, he is the goat. Um, so we, I think, I think in some ways it is difficult when you bring in players in January, we saw what many years ago Newcastle did when they brought in a Spreer and they had a massive lead over Manchester United and then it just ebbed away and Manchester United won, won the league. Now, was the Spreer signing, was that was that the reason why they didn't win the league? Uh, you know, Leicester could have made two huge marquee signings in, in January and it had not worked out. And then pe what people would have said then... Is, is that yeah, messed it up? Yeah. That's messed up the team spirit we had. So I'm not... I'm not defending the manager or uh, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think of reasons why perhaps there wasn't the investment in, in January. Jeff, I mean, we've, we've looked back at, so I don't really want to talk too much about the Bournemouth game because it, for me, I'm trying to forget it, but I, I've never seen Leicester do that before. I, I think in 40 years of watching that bad a 20, 30 minutes, where I, I said it was like a Sunday morning pub side had just given up and didn't want to be on the pitch. I don't know what was going on. Well, Could that... you, I was going to say, do you remember the Bolton game? Um, first game of Peter Taylor. Sorry for bringing up his name. First game of <laughs> uh, second season where they were, was it four or five? Four, nil? Five. I think it was five nil to be fair. Well, yeah. Well, it finished, I think the game finished five nil, but I think it was, it was it four nil at half time. Um, and it was just, well, it might have been five and a half time, but it was just an abysmal first half display. And there was another one uh, I was commentating at Wolves um, when 
Leicester were three 0 up at half time, and then collapsed and lost four three in the second half. Um, the Bournemouth game felt worse than those. Maybe at the time, um, I can't remember. That's a long time ago. Maybe I felt worse then. I don't know, but um, it was yeah. It was just it was just an awful, awful, terrible collapse and it was gutless and the players looked like they'd, they'd thrown the towel in that's what worried me but then we went and played really well good pressing against Sheffield United and put in a very a very professional performance in that game I'm going to Jeff I'm going to try and take positives certainly from the Sheffield United game and then certainly I thought against Spurs we we were the better side can Man United on Sunday obviously it almost apart from the goal difference Jeff doesn't matter too much about what they do against West Ham. It'd be great if West Ham were to sneak a point or or keep it to a low-scoring defeat. Um, what a massive game on Sunday for Leicester, Jeff. Uh, do, you, do you go in excited or are you going in peeking through your fingers? Well, it's, it, it's, it feels a bit like a free hit because we're, we're all kind of resigned to the fact that we're going to finish fifth. And it's going to be a great disappointment after where we're in the table. Even though when we look back in a few years' time, yeah, it won't feel... I mean, nothing kind of feels as bad as it did at the time. Although winning the title still feels as great now. Yes, yeah. Um, I think we'll... I think we won't historically look back on this season and go, oh, do you remember 20 years ago when we blew a 14-point cushion to finish outside the... Champions League places. Nobody's re- at the moment. It feels kind of raw, but it's not. Yeah, it, it it's not in time. I think it depends what happens this week because Chelsea have got to go to Liverpool, and Liverpool are going to get the, the trophy, and they're not going to want the the party spoiled that night. So I think that there's a there's a chance of Chelsea losing that game at Liverpool. Uh, West Ham going to Manchester United. You don't really hold out much hope no. for West Ham, but they've put in a couple of decent performances recently. They did well against Watford and uh, and also impressed again. They also they beat Chelsea. Was it Chelsea? I think they beat as well. They did. They did. Um, and, they're, and they're safe, aren't they? Effectively, yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, there, there, there there is a chance, but you wouldn't you wouldn't put money on it. And listen, it's not great that we're relying on other teams to try and help us out. We we should yeah. be, we should have done this ourselves. You can say, well, we should have beaten Brighton and we should have gone and beaten Bournemouth and we you know we should have confirmed it by now, but we didn't. We haven't. So we are where we are. And I think, I think I saw somewhere that if if Manchester United beat West Ham 5-3 and Leicester beat Manchester United 1-0, we'll have exactly the same goals for, against and goal difference. And then I think it goes, I think it goes to a playoff match. I think that's, which would be quite, quite a, uh, a quite sensational thing to to happen, but um, listen, we, we we are we are underdogs now. We we were yeah. we were favourites for a long period to get a Champions League place. It's not happened for whatever reason. Um, we can hope that West Ham and Liverpool can do as a do as a favour. And Chelsea have got to play Wolves last game of the season, and that's yeah. not easy because Wolves have been very good this campaign and in Europe as well. I mean, they have got a, their European. Second leg to look forward to, not long after. But I don't think Nuno is going to want to let up. He's not going to go easy in that game. I think they he's, he's still going to go for that. So I think Chelsea have got two tricky matches to to finish with. So it kind of feels that when we go into the game, we will be in fifth spot. We will have to win the game 
to get into the uh, get into the Champions League. And if we can do it on the day, maybe a couple of decisions go our way. We get a little bit of fortune, then perhaps. Yeah. But if not, and if it is the if it is the Europa League, so be it. We we might have a brilliant things you don't know. No. We might have the most amazing Europa League campaign next season. Um, we might go to people say, oh yeah, but you're going to the far yeah. that's a buy on or something. Well, you might not be. You might be going to Belgium. You might yeah. be going to Sweden. You, you you don't know. You just don't know. Oh, and it's Thursday, Sunday. Well, I, I've never really bought into that. What Wednesday, Saturday? Yeah, it's um, the same. You know, and obviously games would be moved if you're playing on a Thursday. There'd be a lot more games on a on a on a Sunday. I think people make excuses for it being oh, we, and some things I've been reading on forums is that uh, you know we're Leicester. We're better than the Europa League. And I just and and I go, I don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that. Yes, yes, we should have by now booked a Champions League place, but we haven't. But let's not start talking about ourselves as being some English football superpower. Uh, obviously, teams like Manchester City um, have have with that with their backing have been able to to break into what was the established elite before that. But we're not kind of some English. Superpower. Yes, we won the league, and it's not a defeatist mentality. I think sometimes you've got to be pragmatic. We're going to finish fifth at worst this season. It's it's in the top five highest finishes in our history. It's going to be our third highest finish um, since the Second World War. So I think I think you have to keep as disappointed as we are as it looks like it won't be Champions League. And having a big lead and being all spursy, if you like, and finishing fifth in a four horse race, etc. Yes, I did um, think of that one earlier. I think, I think, in, in in some ways, you've got to say, well, a fifth place is not a a bad result overall, notwithstanding all the all the other stuff as well. You know, what if we win the Europa League next season? Will fans say, yeah, but it's not like winning the Champions League, is it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Going British Europa League, oh, that's a defeatist mentality. We, you know, we're going to the Champions League wanting to win it. Well, you go into the Premier League wanting to win the title, you go into all the cops wanting to win the title, but only you know, three teams can win the Premier League, the League Cup, or FA Cup, where it might be the, the, the same team that wins all, all three. You're not going to win everything every year. Um, Liverpool have been brilliant, we're not going to get close to Liverpool. Manchester City are. Um, despite their inconsistencies this year, are still a long way ahead of us. Chelsea are doing some ins- insane transfer business. They look like they're going to be real, um, really strong next year. Manchester United with Fernandes coming in and Pogba hit- hitting his straps. Well, there's four teams. They're going, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're still, you know, we've, we've got to be a top four team. Well, hang on a second. There's, there's, there's four big clubs that we've got to try and be better than. Yes, we want to be. But I think you've you've also got to be um, sensible and, and and pragmatic about it as well. Maybe maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's you you might disagree on this. Maybe it's is it the younger fans who who have who have perhaps have a bit more of a sense of entitlement because they've seen more success. Whereas people of our generation, when we've sat through. A hell of a lot of garbage. You know, you can go back to the David Pleat years. You could go back to, um, well, well, there's been there's been there's been so many. But yeah. um, I, I just wonder about whether it's younger supporters who are expecting uh, 
are expecting more from us. Yes, we want more, but I think you've, you, you know, fifth at worst. You know? But it, it is tricky, Jeff, and I'm with you. I'm obviously 70s, 80s, 90s football, so I'm with you as well. I, I'm just, I'm pleased we're still in the Premier League. Somebody put in the comments earlier, at least we're not getting relegated. And that that's some mentality for some of us. But there is still, people have been following Leicester, say, for 10 years, since 2010, and have grown up maybe from being 10 years old to being 20, that sort of age, with Vichai and Top. And Vichai saying... I'm going to take your top, your club to the top five. Then they deliver the Premier League title. Then they deliver us Champions League quarterfinals. Then we're doing this. The younger fans have got. I think they. Why? Why shouldn't they be going? We want this. This is what Vichai wanted, Jeff. He said, "I'm going to give you a top five club, Leicester." And mm. if we if there's a bit of me thinks if we don't if we don't say well we want that we're not living up to what he was inspiring us to do. Well, I want to marry a supermodel. Um, <laughs> that's you know, unless they unless they fancy you know, Crystal Maze lookalikes or Voldemort or White said Fred, that ain't going to happen. So um, yes, we want you know we want. Uh, I want to I want to be the world's greatest golfer. Well, I'm not going to be at the moment because I had my garage broken into and I had my clubs <laughs> next weekend. But they were, they were t- anyway. But, but you know, the point I'm making is. You know, Vichai had these grand ambitions for us and these yeah. dreams, and he delivered on on those dreams. And uh, obviously, so great that he could see all those 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 things happen. Um, yes, you've got to have dreams, you've got to have ambitions, but I think you've also got to be measured with it as well. I actually think Brendan Rodgers is a really good fit for a club like Leicester. I know he's he, he makes some tactical mistakes. Um, but I think he is the kind of manager which, if we sort of um, are able to not get too carried away, can um, do some decent things with us. Uh, as, as Matt has just said on the Facebook page, we used to be happy with 40 points. Yeah. Look, look where, we, where we were when, um, you know, another, another man whose name I dare not mention, Claude Puel, who drained the life out of... The players, staff, fans, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know, we were what twelfth in the table. We were seventeen, eighteen points off fifth place, and Brendan Rodgers has come in. Oh, it was just a new manager bounce. Well, your new manager bounce does not last for yeah, eighteen months. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'll say, I'll say from he came in, it came in in the start of March, and I'm thinking up to Christmas. So a nine-month new manager bounce, that's not a new manager bounce. So he's got a lot of credit in the bank. Yeah, he's made, he's made some mistakes. And, um, and I think at the start of the season, he would have been targeting a European place. He's got a European place. He's going to be frustrated. I just wonder whether some of the, some of the poor results will enable him to go to the board and say, look, this is where we need to invest. This is where we need to strengthen um, and the board might go, well, we've seen in the second half of the season that we haven't got a, a good enough squad to maintain a long season, um, that, we, that we, we need to invest in, uh, in, in, in certain places. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I've got no problem with people wanting the best and we should, we should, we should win this and win that. Ian Betts has just said on your Facebook page, Rome wasn't built yeah. in you know exactly yeah just come up there uh, and it's it's exactly right um and we are miles ahead 
miles ahead of where we were when Claude Puel was sacked. Um, it's a much happier group of players. It's a much happier club. It's a much more together fan base. I know people are moaning and, you know, because it's been a terrible second half of the season. Um, but it's not quite been relegation form. It's been better than relegation form, but we should be aiming for better than that. Yeah. Um, maybe we weren't as good as as results dictated in the first half of the season. Maybe we're not as bad now as the results in the second half of the um, season. But, I mean, it, I, th I think... We've got to be, you know, I think you, I think there are two things. I think you can be disappointed with how the season has gone, um, but I think you can also be quite happy with how the season has gone as well. I think I think the two things can go together because fifth place, or it might be fourth, it might be third, but if it is fifth, um, yeah, it could have been better. It should have been better from where we were, but, you know, Europa, Europa League next season, brilliant. You know, European football, whether fans can go there or not, well, it's, there's, there's, there's talk that it might happen, obviously, with how things are moving, that we could go. Jeff, uh, there was an article over the weekend, I can't remember where it was, with Brendan Rodgers, and he was he was being quite balanced, like you say. He was His his lines were like, sort of, I was brought in here to, to get us to top six and then see another season or two on where, when the, we could challenge for the top four. We've got this fantastic training facility coming on board. It's not going to be too long before the players are training there, which will help attract new players. We are going to be in Europe next season, which will help. This is like playing championship manager or something on a computer. You have to put the bits of the blocks in. We perhaps we we spawned it lucky when we when we won the premier title in 2016, really. We should have been hopefully building to that maybe in another five or ten years time, shouldn't we? We've almost done it in the wrong order. We've all yeah. it, it kind of it kind of all came a bit quickly. It should have been, you know, you look at teams like Blackburn that went on to win the league um, and Manchester City, they they edged closer to it. They they built towards it. You know, we had Deanie Day. Um, we had, we had, um, which actually, you know, I, I quite, I don't mind watching that back now. I don't feel. No, we needed I, it. I've lost the, the pain of that day because I now know what happened afterwards. Yeah. Um, we had Deeney Day. We had the championship winning season. You got hundred odd points. Uh, the great, the, the great escape. Okay, it was tough for most of the season, but it's it's where you finish. Um, and and then obviously winning the Premier League, Champions League quarterfinals. We've had a, you know two or three years of, sort of treading water um, since then. And but we've not sort of like built and we've, we kind of went. We took a massive step in two years, going from being in the championship. Um, to winning the Premier League and three years from being in the Championship to being in the Champions League quarterfinals. It, it all happened a bit quick. So maybe that, you know, I think expectations obviously have been raised. Maybe they got raised a bit too quickly. I don't know. Um, but for us long-term watchers, we're not going uh, <laughs> to... It doesn't get much better. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't get much better. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to sound defeatist, but... I don't think in my lifetime, and possibly in my children's lifetime, granted, we will ever win the top division again. You know, and that's not a defeatist attitude. I just think it's on, pretty Jeff. unlikely. It's pretty I... unlikely for that that to happen. If it does, great. So <sighs> you know, it's about having, you know, it's about having a, a bit of yeah. a bit of a reality check at times. I think I've got to say, Jeff, until we won it, I never, I never ever 
as a kid, as a watching Leicester, I never ever sat there, kicked a ball, and went to watch Leicester thinking we would ever win the top division ever, yeah. ever. But I do now. I do honestly believe one day in the future there's a chance we might win it again. I oh, do believe that. Yeah, there's a chance we might there's win. There's now it. a chance. Because if you'd said 30 years ago, after Liverpool had just won the title and they were the best team in the country, best team in Europe, uh, just insanely brilliant, that you would not win a top division for 30 years. And even Leicester, you know, Blackburn and Leicester would win the top division before you do. You would have been, you'd have been carted off somewhere with men in white coats. Um, So listen, you know, as we know, miracles can happen and it was the most joyous thing but I, I really I don't I really don't imagine us expecting us thinking that we might ever win the Premier League again but you live in hope I live in hope that we will win the Premier League we will win the Champions League we will win the FA Cup we can tick off all these things but we might not I just I want to be I want to be entertained I want to win games I want to be entertained um, I want to have a bit of I want to have a bit of a bit of hope. I want to have a bit of joy watching the team, but I'm not expecting us probably ever to break to be to be one of the top six. I, I, I think we, you know, on a, on a, on over ten years, ten years in a row, we finish in the in, in in the top six. I don't. I mean, I don't really see that happening. I hope we do, but my expectations, my hope is there, but my expectation is a. Is, is a little bit low. If we finished, if we finished sixth or seventh, sixth, seventh or eighth for the next ten years, and won a couple of cups and had a couple of good European runs, I wouldn't be unhappy with that. But I know a lot of fans would go, "Oh, that's that you've completely the wrong attitude." Have now we've got to be going. All right, well, you you believe what you want, and you believe what you want, and I'll think what I want. None of us are right. It's just it's just an opinion. Absolutely. Jeff, uh, do you know what? Just before we finish up today, I don't know what it is. It's because it's Leicester, I think, and we know anything's impossible. And we, when we could go to Bournemouth and mess up like that, just the, the flip side of that coin is we could beat Man United on Sunday. We definitely yeah. can beat Man United. Oh, absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's possible. What will probably happen, knowing Leicester, <laughs> is that Manchester United will will stick three or four goals past West Ham. Yeah. We will beat them on the final day of the season and we will miss our Champions League on goal difference. Because of the Bournemouth game. Well, Bournemouth, yeah, Bournemouth and Tottenham probably. Yeah. Um, in fact, that Manchester United have been have been fantastic yes. for, for most of this year. But it helps when you bring in a player like Fernandes and you have Pogba coming back, etc., etc. Um so I can I can I can see a very Leicester situation that we miss out on the Champions League on goal difference. You, you miss out, you miss out. If you get in on goal difference, you miss out. You you, you either get in or you miss out. And, uh, I just I just want to see us finish the season as well as we can yeah. and give try and give the fans obviously not the fans in the stadium but but give the the supporters a little bit of hope because the last thing that we want is this malaise to carry on into the next season because momentum can be can work both ways we saw the end of last season Brendan Rodgers start well it led into this season the end of the great escape season obviously led into the Premier League season but then obviously a couple of years before that we were second in the championship we fell away we got into the, the Premier League winning at uh, 
not Nottingham, not not Nottingham Forest, not Forest. Forest, yeah, Forest. they'll hate that. Yeah, yeah they'll hate that. Yeah. Said it. Um, on the final day of the season, and then we messed up. Um, well, obviously the the, the Deeney thing happened. So um, the following season, we used that as a as something. Board, to, yeah. yeah, and Casper Smyker and other players have talked about that how they use that as something to to spur them on. Um, and there's a lot of young players in this team. I think that. At times, we probably ask a bit too much of these young players to be insane on a regular basis, you know, insanely brilliant on a regular basis, and there will be ups and downs. And the manager has to take a step back, I think, and look at himself and go, am I am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? People were, were saying, we're not good enough to play four at the back at the moment. Play three at the back. And he plays three at the back. Oh, we can't play three at the back. <laughs> yeah. every, every, fan is, every fan is a manager. Yes. But we never get to put our formations. I mean, it, you can basically say whatever you want. We should do this. We should do that. We should do the other. But it's ultimately down to the manager. So Brendan Rodgers has to win, I think, has to learn from this season and learn from his mistakes. And we have to do well in the in the transfer window. But I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm more, a, uh, you know, glass half full than a glass half empty. Uh, less so in life. Generally, I'm very positive when it comes to football, when it comes to Leicester, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm less so. But but generally speaking, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be swinging from the from the rafters if we don't make the Champions League on Sunday. But let's let's go out there. Let's give it a go. Let's not die wondering. Uh, at times, if we've got to put a long ball into the box and put put them into the box, don't just yeah. pass, pass, pass back, side pass, pass. You know, because we thought we'd lost that with Puel. Um, we get it forward, lump it in there, old school. Get it in the mixer. Bang some bodies around, put them under pressure. If we've got to do that, do that. Not trust in the progress. It's it's about winning games. I think that that's some of the fans' just slight reservations with Brendan Rodgers is has he got that as we call it Plan B to just go for it at the death. Uh, I just hope Jeff. V, I know we touched on VAR earlier. I've got a, I've got a, a dread in the bottom of my stomach that Man United VAR as well on Sunday might. There's gonna be there's gonna be some sort of excitement and controversy. I think. Harry Harry Maguire brings down Jamie Vardy uh, in the area, and then all the yeah, all the other way round, and, and it's Maguire as then it shows that he's just just slightly touched the ball, um, and the referee's given a penalty, and then the, the VAR say no, he got a slight touch of the ball, but it is still a penalty, but it's not given, and then we're yeah. all getting in rage with that, and. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping that with VAR for next season, and I, I've spoken to a few people in the in that side of things and I think that there will be different interpretations of things next season so uh, again I think Mike Riley needs to take a look at himself at how he's how he's handled that maybe Maguire will score a last minute own goal maybe that will be um, you know we were were lording it up weren't we oh we're Harry Maguire we're miles above him in the table we're getting to the Champions League and they're not and old Slabberd might end up having the having the last laugh. But I actually think we've had a better season without him yeah. than with him. So, um, this is, wish him well. This is but why we love football, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. This is why we love it, because you can't write this stuff, can you? It's just, yeah. Sunday could go either way. Jeff Peters, thanks. Everybody can go and follow you. It's at Mr. Jeff Peters, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I can promise people that I don't post a lot of stuff. Um, obviously, I talk a lot now, and obviously... Here, Phil's struggled to get a word in edgeways, and I do. <laughs> you know, I do apologise. 
I apologise for, for for waffling on. That's why we want you on, Jeff. Well, I don't waffle on as much on uh, my Facebook page and on my uh, uh, Twitter page at Mr. Jeff Peters. If you want to follow me, follow me. If you don't like it, unfollow. It's fine. Please go. I've just put it on there as well. Go and follow Jeff. It's been brilliant having you on again, Jeff. There he is at Mr. Jeff Peters on Twitter, on Facebook. Thanks again for joining us, Jeff. Hopefully we'll have you on in the not-too-distant future when we can talk European football that, of some that, sorts. That, that would be good. Come on, Foxes. Come on Sunday. Let's see if we can do that. And hopefully at some point I'll be... Where is it? Uh, hang on. I've got there. Going to uh, Ibiza. Because I probably should have, <laughs> probably I should have been in Ibiza a couple of times by now. I probably should be there now, but obviously it's not, not happening. But um, Yeah, one last push on Sunday. Looking forward to hoping that we can just we can pull something out of the bag but if it's fifth it's fifth it's not a bad season thanks jeff peters for joining us i'm going to let you go cheers jeff cheers thanks mate thanks a lot thanks to jeff peters absolutely brilliant to have him on he's got some fantastic views and he's been following leicester for a long time very balanced views i think to be fair we should all take a leaf out of jeff's book and think look we've qualified for europe it doesn't get much better than this but most of all most important is Getting uh, your views, your comments in as ever. And is saying Maguire own goal would be better. He would take that. Uh, Luke says sideways, backwards football is so irritating. But I agree with Jeff. We should try the long ball. This is what I say. We don't always just think we sometimes have to do that. Uh, Ross is saying perhaps Maguire will get sent off against him. Uh, I think there might be a bit of interesting banter between Maguire and Vardy, as Jeff was alluding to. Uh, Richard saying we don't need you. We got Sionku. Although don't forget Richard. He's banned. He isn't playing on there. Um, Andy Medhurst is saying, has Jeff got a bit of Picasso behind him? No, it was a bit of Ibiza. I don't think it's Picasso stuff. Um, Jeff has put on here, Maguire canvas so similarly. Yes, okay, fair enough. Brilliant. Anyway, thanks as ever to everybody who's been watching. Get your comments in. Thanks for Lox, who took over all the match day shows yesterday. Did a fantastic job. Well done, Tim. Thanks to all the guys at ADT, Eat Me, Tiger, Peter's Pizza, Leicester Garage Conversions, Piglet's Pantry, The Fox's Arms, Pink Car Leasing, uh, charity that we support, Memphis and Hologram, who help us pull all this together. But most important and ever is you guys. Don't forget Wednesday night, Tom is back with the Fox is Tail. He's talking with Mark Draper, played for Leicester 1994 to 95 in the Premier League before going to join Brian Little at Aston Villa. So that's 7.30. Locks and Josh are doing the Thursday night fan zone show. And then we will be building up to Sunday's amazing game that we all can't wait for. It doesn't matter what Man United really do against West Ham. It's going to be down to us and them on Sunday. Whew. Join us then. See you soon. My name's Phil. This is Leicester Fan TV. Thanks again to Jeff for joining us. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.